There is an elephant, uh, a big elephant that's not just in the room, but sitting right on my lap. And welcome to episode 451 of Brews News Week, recorded on Thursday, the 1st of February, 2024. My name is Matt Kirkegaard, editor of Australian Brews News, and joining me is brewer Ian Watson and... IBA, what's your title again, Sabrina? Head of Industry Development for the Independent Brewers Association. Head of Industry Development. I keep saying advocacy and uh, policy development, so I, I think that's what I should... Anyway, with the IBA, Sabrina Kunz. Thank you both. How are you both this week? I'm well, thanks. How are you both? I'm good. I recovered from the Hottest 100. Five hours of live radio. This will be a doddle. A walk in the park. No preparation required. It was a, it was a long day on mic. Um, but it, honestly, um, it needed a little pep for the industry. I needed it. I needed to like focus on the good news, the good uh, very stories. Very exciting the, good news. Like, yeah. yeah, I needed that, and and it felt like that on the day. Like I actually felt myself, you know, really cheering for some of the results. Um, and and I needed that little sparkle. So I really enjoyed it. That will be amongst the list of uh, topics that we discuss. But I guess. Um, there is an elephant, uh, a big elephant that's not just in the room, but sitting right on my lap. Um, uh, this has been published late uh, because there was a bit of an announcement that was to come out this morning when this drops on Friday, the 2nd of February. Um, and yeah, that is, I'm, oh, it, it sounds so blunt to say it, that I'm effectively retiring from beer writing. Um, and I'm sort of trying not to choke up a little bit my chin's wavering a little bit um well yeah look i'm gonna rip the banner Re- retiring well uh, retiring from beer writing and unfortunately that also means that uh bruce news is um to close so uh yeah I, I, anyone who is hearing this for the first time um it's been published i, I wanted you know it, it's a great lesson in as a journalist how to uh, manage news and make sure that people know and rumors don't spread but it's been posted to bruise news uh, the radio bruise news group the uh bruise news facebook group and linkedin um and this is the chance to um do it so the the brief news summary is yeah um after 20 years um I'm, for want of a better word, very tired. I think anyone that's listened to the podcast might have <laughs> noticed that the crotchiness has been a lot more uh, Waldorf and a lot less, uh, uh, you know, a-, a lot less anything else. And um, I- I've spent the last two or three years largely thanks to your um, help, Sabrina, looking for ways that, that the business can, while staying the same scale uh, to a size that... You know, I, I could step out of it for, for periods to recharge. It's been an issue that the industry has been talking about for such a long time. You know, uh, the, the passion burn, you know, the, the passion drain. Um, I still love the industry, but it, it, it does get tiring after such a long time. And particularly now when so many challenges are facing the industry, it's it, it's it's demanding and it's never been de- more demanding, I think. Um, and it, 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 it's I'm tired. Um, so... Once I realised, you know, that there was a, a a glimmer when we had, you know, Claire Burnett and uh, Vivian, um, doing the news, and they were largely carrying the burden of the news. Um, Sabrina, you and Sam were doing the the, the business development side. Uh, there was that, um, 
wonderful, wonderful week I spent in uh, the Alps hiking and not giving you any thought at all. Um, you know, listening to the podcast as a as a casual listener, and I thought, gee, how good is this? Um, and it gave me the the hope that it reached the size that I could, you know, have four weeks holiday a year and step away and actually recharge. And unfortunately, in in a small business. You know, when you've got very talented journalists like uh, Claire was, and she spent three years, and she was looking for uh, the opportunities, um, not just financially, but you know, professionally, uh, that a small business really couldn't offer. Um, and so she went off to do her PhD and uh, other things. Vivian um, moved to Melbourne and uh, has, is now an assistant editor in a publication. And uh, you know, a lot of opportunities that Bruce News just wasn't big enough to do. Um, so having just got it to that stage, it's back to square one, um, which again, more you know, more enthusiasm, more more of a drain and. Um, so yeah, it's been the last four or five months doing some very, very serious soul searching about uh, <laughs> what, what, what the future is. And unfortunately, with me stepping down, um, whilst the business is you know, financially viable, um, if it stays the same, um, it's not financially viable if I don't continue to stay in it. Um, and so by me wanting to do something else, it means that the business... Uh, comes with me um so yeah um so that's really as of today um but uh yeah anyway my hope my hope was i was hoping as with any other announcement that we would be able to handle this journalistically and i'd actually approached james atkinson who i think is one of the best beer journalists and drinks writers in the industry um as i said in my announcement i was hoping that i could get him to uh to do in, in interview me, but we weren't able to do that in the timeframes of making the announcement. So uh, I'm relying on you two to, um, you know, not pull any punches, ask the questions that I would be asking in, uh, in, 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 in the same situation. And bearing in mind that our listeners are gonna be judge you, judging you on how, uh, on how robustly you interrogate my decision. Well, Matt, uh, as someone who was on the very, very first pilot episode of Bruce News that never actually got played, yes. uh, as well as on on this one, um, I, I have to. We'll get to the questions in just a second, uh, but I have to say thank you wholeheartedly from the industry for being such um, a great. Uh, journalist of what is going on in the Australian beer scene over the last 20 years, not just small breweries, but big breweries, for holding us all to account, which we all must realise that uh, the role of a site such as Brews News hasn't been to uh, promote the industry, but it's been to explain and showcase the industry uh, and to hold us to our own to our own account, to the own standards that we have. And you've, you've done that very vigorously, as I'm sure everyone listening to this and everyone who's ever read any of your words um, could attest to. Uh, but I do have to ask Matt then, taking it on, uh, and we might get back to to some of that a little bit later, but I do have to ask them uh, a few questions uh, regarding this all. And I'm wondering about the payout to the creditors now. We're going to be seeing this. <laughs> and what is your excise bill currently owing to the ATO? Oh, uh, okay. Um, fortunately, I don't have to pay excise. I do uh, pay tax. I do pay super. Um, I do, you know, uh, I do, um, you know, pay as you go. All of that. Uh, all of that is current. Um, 
So uh, there, there, there is no, uh, the, the, the business actually isn't going into voluntary administration or liquidating or having been sold so that no one is going to take custodianship um, of, <laughs> of. Dear listener, I have, there was a, there's a, there was a period of time there where I argued vigorously for perhaps a different approach um, that could be taken for Matt to exit. And the thing that keep coming up was um, there will no there will never be anybody who's being a custodian um, <laughs> of Bruce News, and it was sort of in the midst of a lot of the conversation. And I think that really helped uh, refine Matt's thinking about what some of the options were at the time. So there is no custodian, Matt. Well, on that, yes, um, you know, I, I certainly I've, I've at no stage um, canvassed a sale um, of, of the business. I don't know if it, again, I don't know if it's worth anything um, because it's. <laughs> You know, it's not like Jim's mowing where you can sort of go, hi, I'm uh, Dave, I'll be your gym for today. Um, and, you know, it, it, there, there wasn't really that. And the reality is, I think, the way that I've approached Brews News, and it, it, it's been largely a vanity exercise, it's been a very selfish um, exercise where I've gotten to write the things that I wanted to write. Um, and thanks to the generosity of a large number of broad-minded industry supporters um i was able to do that and i don't know that there is another publication that would write the same way and you know there certainly isn't anything anyone that writes what i write now and i don't know that anyone would have taken it on in the same way and to be quite honest having had to um, digest enough media releases uh, saying that nothing will change um there was no way I was going to make anybody sit through, you know, me sitting beside it, anyone else, uh, and me saying it'll never change when it could only ever change. So there, there, there's no sale. Um, the business is essentially being mothballed um, as, as, as a business um, uh, for, for no good reason. Otherwise, it doesn't need to be shut down. There are no, uh, back to Ian's question, no one's owed anything except me. Um, the business, I've um, loaned the business some money over the last year or two. While I invested in, um, you know, journalism and you know those sorts of things, because I always wanted to. I've never wanted the business to owe anybody. I've never wanted to have um, loans or anything like that that change your thinking about your coverage. Um, so it owes me money, um, money that I've uh, lent the business. Um, there are just because of the nature of a business you know we've had some long-term advertising packages there are a lot of breweries that have taken subscriptions um you know we haven't renewed any for the last couple of months because that was when i realized that we may not i, I it's only the decision has only just been made in the last you know, or confirmed in the last couple of days i've been edging towards it but um when last year i started seriously considering what the future was I didn't want to be renewing subscriptions um, that I wasn't sure that I would be able to um, honour and fulfil. Um, unfortunately, uh, earlier in the year, there were some 12-month subscriptions that we had taken. Um, and one of the things I'm emailing uh, supporters is, you know, how do we make good on that? You know, how because we do have a mailing list and things like new beers and jobs and some of the things that subscribers do get, um, we, we will be able to 
to continue to deliver on without actually doing you know, publishing media releases um, if there is appetite and desire for that so we can make sure that everybody feels that they've got what they paid for which is very important to me um, but in terms of tax debts uh, I don't think you know <laughs> at me if I owe you any money um, you know, <laughs> I, I, uh, because I'm certainly going to pay it um, but you know yeah so that's uh, to, I hope that answers your question Ian uh, and are, are there any follow-ups Matt, I've I've listened to many, many a beer as a conversation and I've heard you talk to a lot of small businesses and one of the things you always say when you're interviewing someone or one of the things you've said off mic is how much you've learned or able to reflect sort of what a small brewery goes through as you think about being a small business yourself. What's been the hardest thing over the past 10, 11 years um, of being sort of a, a small business in this environment? What, what's been the hardest? Oh, God. I mean, that, look, that would be a whole podcast in itself. Um, firstly, I never set out the day that the idea for Brews News crystallized was actually on Ian's front deck. He was cooking lamb. And I sort of said, hey, I've got this idea for this site um, called Brews News. And we're going to have you know, um, Bruise News, obviously, we're going to do news. We're going to have um, opinions. They're going to be called Bruise Views. Um, we're going to have beer and food matching called Bruise Chews. We're going to have, um, <laughs> you know, a, a beer review, you know, a beer review site called Bruise Chews, C H double And like there was just, you know, um, Bruise Cruise was going to be the travel column. And like I had this stupid, um, it's like everyone uh, 15, 16, 17 years ago thinking, I'm going to call my. You know, it's going to be called Hoptastic or, you know, something like that. And um, I was a journalist. I loved beer. Podcasting hadn't even really come out. WordPress had come out and I just sort of saw a way to do it. Everything else, how to ask people for money. And I still suck at it. And thankfully, <laughs> I've do. had Sam and more recently you. Um, I am not good at managing staff um, and I apologize to every person that's ever worked for me um, in the role of it for being so bad at it um, and it was never something I wanted to do it was something that became a necessity um, it was something I brought Sabrina in more than anything to do for me um, and um, I think time permitting and this is the thing there were so many skills that I would have liked to have developed that involved continuing professional professional development that I just never had the capacity to do um, and so that's one of the biggest challenges. I didn't have the skills beforehand and I couldn't develop them other than asking questions during Beer as a Conversation. And so many of the questions, I, there was never a script or questions for Beer as a Conversation. It's, this is what I've seen, this is the mistake I've seen you make, or this is the achievement that I've seen you, or the goal I've seen you kicked. How has that come about? Because I've been fascinated by that, and that's what it was. Um, so that was hard. Um, uh, again, I, I, I sort of think just dealing with my own personal limitations in running a business because it was something I never set out to do. Um, and that's very hard when you're doing it in real time. What, what about, Matt, what was the most difficult story to, to write on or, or to break? What was the one that probably pained you the most or, or that you found the most difficult in actually reporting, reporting on for, for whatever reason? <laughs> 
this is where I, I'm having an internal dialogue. Do I give the honest answer or do I do what anyone else answering that question would actually do, which is the political answer that doesn't answer the question while sounding like you answer the question? Um, well, since this is a Matt Kierkegaard interview. Yep. I oh, know, but I, I, again, I, I, I would answer it the way that it didn't sounded like I was answering it, but actually didn't give you the answer, and then see if you gave me the challenging follow up, which is what I would do. Um, but I'll give you the, the, you know, actually there are some at the moment that um, I, you know have have really hastened my decision. I think, um, you know, there there were some big stories um, or you know big stories that every. T- Every time you write something that is going to offend somebody in an industry where you have the greatest respect and admiration for people, um, and sometimes you've got to write about friends um, or people that you like and respect, um, they've all been very, very hard. Um, it was a little bit easier at the start when you know I'm, I, I was going to town with um, Byron Bay Pale Lager and you know the the way that it was the the marketing around that um, which was a you know huge story and I think I can sort of say that you know it, it led to an ACCC inquiry and successful um you know the, the days of the Crown Lager stories um, you always go into it worried what the what's going to come back but at the same time it was easy you know they were big faceless businesses um, that didn't really have a lot of personal consequence um, but there was always terror and when you don't have a lawyer on staff and you don't even have the funds for a lawyer um, anything like that um, most Thursday nights after recording the podcast I wake up at one o'clock in the morning second guessing everything that I've said for that reason Um, but at the moment you know the industry is going through unprecedented challenges people that have invested a lot in their businesses and stand to lose a lot are making decisions that they need to make um, or they feel they need to make and I, I, I think some of them need to be challenged and questioned just to for accountability and um, that's when I realized it was time to stop because I've, I don't have the energy to fight you know to 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 jump up and you know the the equity crowdfunding stuff that i'm very passionate about and i again i i have no issue with equity crowdfunding but having seen the contempt that some brewery owners that have used equity crowdfunding to de-risk their businesses with promises to people that are giving up their hard-earned money and often not insignificant amounts of money and then treating them with contempt. Um, and I spent Christmas doing a list of, you know, who's reported, how they've reported, and things like that. And the only way that I could cover the stories was to actually really call out what I think is some terrible behavior in the industry, in is some really, un, you know, some really contemptuous, disrespectful behavior to individual shareholders but can only impact the industry as a whole because the people who invest in equity crowdfunding are the most passionate supporters of the industry. The people that we need to continue supporting the industry for everybody. And so the hardest so the hardest stories that I have had are the ones that I, I just haven't been prepared to write. And it was, I had to decide whether I wanted to stay in the industry and not write them. 
and not be able to look myself in the mirror or leave. So, I mean, that, that's a very sad answer, um, but it's a, it, it's a very honest answer. I don't want that to say all equity crowdfunding or anything like that. And I don't want to call anyone in particular out. Um, and but you know there there is if if I was an equity crowdfunder holder, I would be asking questions of the business that I've equity crowdfunded in and deciding for yourself. Um, one of the things that I think Bruce News should be very proud of is that it is has been a source of factual record for the brewing industry. Um, and, and I think, you know, that has really become apparent to me, you know, through the course of the last um, couple of years, but even in the last couple of months, as I go to try and write things on behalf of the brewing industry to explain to government on behalf of, of the Independent Brewers Association or otherwise, and you go, okay, well, when did that happen? How did that happen? Where did that happen? And often it is covered by Brews News and nowhere else. Um, and, and I think the industry is maybe... Um, missed how lucky it has been to have that sort of source of record, factual record, um, over built up over time. And I certainly think, um, you know, quite at a, quite apart from all of the emotions associated with this, you know, I, I think that is something that you should be very proud of. Um, and and I think that it will it will be noticed if not immediately and I guess the where I'm coming to on this is and I think you've just alluded to is it is there a is, question in there somewhere Sabrina is there I? is there is <laughs> finally I get to say that <laughs> um, is that um th- this is happening in independent media everywhere right so it so the challenges that you've enunciated around you know growth and changing having to to change who you are to get money in and and all of those things you know independent media is struggling everywhere is there a way in which you would have sort of seen that the the source of record could continue whilst I don't know there was no other way out I guess is what I'm saying like this is sort of absent you Matt Kierkegaard doing the work um there isn't a way to keep this record for the industry, I suppose, is what I'm saying. And, and, and you know, like I'm, I'm very passionate and emotional about uh, about this, but there's certainly no woe is me. You know, this is media, um, and media has always yeah. struggled with it. And once upon a time, when the only place that you could sell your bicycle or your secondhand couch was the classifieds, you know, that's where mainstream media actually had the resources to do it. These days, um, the nature of industries of media has changed. Um, businesses want to be written about. Um, um, you know, it's content. Um, we, we want you to write about us. We want to tell our story. Um, and that's what we'll pay for. We don't want an ad on the right-hand side of the, the page. Um, we want our story out there. And unfortunately, that content is generic. Everyone runs the same content. Um, but that's not just in the brewing industry. That's in every industry. And, um, and you know, I, I said up front that this was a huge vanity exercise for me. Um, it, I wanted to write the stuff that I wanted to write um, or I wanted to do something else. And fortunately, we've been able to do that because, you know, there are businesses that, um, and I've named them all and you know, I'm sure I've forgotten some and I'm going to have upset some people by not including them, but the people that have supported Bruce News have by and large supported it because they appreciate the value of that sort of stuff. But the reality is that 
journalism, um, investigative journalism is important. You know, like this this, mm-hmm. this week, um, we've had Mighty Craft's results um, drop. We've had Brew has finally announced its annual report. Um, uh, and there have been one or two other stories that I've seen that, you know, no media release for, but just stuff that I f- have always felt was important to report on. But it takes two hours to work your way through the Mighty Craft report. It would take four hours to work through the nonsense in brews. <laughs> um, plus then go back and look at the past reporting and what they've said in the past. So to do an article that might be five, six, seven hundred words um, is eight to ten hours of work to do it properly. Um, now, no one pays for me to write about Mighty Craft, or, or not me, no one pays for, for Bruce News. I think they value it, but when they look at, um, you know, their business and running their business, and they've got a limited marketing budget that they can spend, um, it goes to what is going to move our business forward, not is what is going to, to do that. And that's just the, I mean, that, that's not Bruce News, that's the media generally. Um, and it always, you know, I, I laugh a little bit, but you know, cry a little bit as well when people complain about the state of media, um, and then sort of say, uh, "Well, I don't take a subscription because the media is so bad." And there's very much a circuitous argument there. Um, but you know, we've been, managed to do it because people have valued, and you know, just some of the you know some of the people that have really made what it, what I do possible, what Bruce News does possible, are uh, you know people that reached out to me before I even thought it was commercial, and it's the you know Tim Lord at HPA was one of the first people to pick up the phone when I was just beer Matt's cranky beer blog or whatever it was, um, <laughs> and said, look, I'd love to see what we can do, um, and uh, you know Bintani um, and. You know the Meddings family and uh, you know David Cryer um, were people that really saw the the industry. But um, the, the the challenge that I found is that I know that people value some of the stuff that Bruce News does, um, but at the same time, to make that viable, the pyramid it's a very wide based pyramid. To do the pointy stuff at the top. The base of the pyramid has to be so wide to fund it that you know i think the signal to noise ratio the the amount of stuff that people value um and i've seen it recently like we've been sort of cruising along a little bit because we haven't done some of that heavy news and people are going oh there's so much promotion as soon as you start posting the content that makes what you do possible which is the promotional content um which is what the commercial people want people who don't pay a cent for it but love to have a bitch about having to read something that's marked media release then start criticizing for you know what is this this is this commercial yes it is because you're not paying for it sorry there's no, there's no other way you can say that and um that's that's the mindset and so I, I, and I don't see any other way um, yeah. to yeah. Uh, be beyond it. To, to have more staff is to put out more promotional content. And I don't think that benefits anybody. That's, that's something that I probably think um, is the case in any business or in any job that it's harder from the outside to understand what really goes on in doing that role and what it really takes to be able to fund uh, a position. Anytime we criticise um, anyone's job, like why do I have to pay 70 bucks for a haircut or whatever it is. I cut my own hair, so I don't really worry about that. Um, 
but it's knowing those overheads that are that are in it. And something like journalism, it might seem, you know, I know I can write um, 500 words in half an hour, um, but that's if I've got the information at hand. And in journalism, you actually have to go, what you've done is you've gone and chased down that information. You're the one that's looked through these reports and, and analysed them and gone through, you know, I know from talking to you, uh, before the show, you know, uh, over the last 18 months that I've been on here regularly, uh, and you've told me about the hours of transcripts you've read through from parliamentary inquiries just to find, you know, this little friggin' tiny bit about about beer, and that is your time that's um, involved in that. So it's, it is harder from the outside world. I mean, th- thank you, Ian, and I hope it doesn't sound well with me because it's certainly not. That's just the practical realities of the world that we live in. And I compare it to going back to how this has been my MBA and how I've learned so much about it. You know, the insights you get from talking to somebody who runs an event and everyone loves to complain about the ticketing price for $45, where all they see is the glass and the program that they get and the first free sample. Um, But try running a beer event without toilets. No one goes, looks at the row of toilets and goes, there's 25 grand worth of toilets. And, you know, then you've got security and you've got those sorts of things. So that's a challenge every business has and it's not unique to Brews News um, and but it, it, I just have stated it because it's a practical reality is that um, I'm, you know, I've reached the stage where I need to do something different um, and because of that reality you know because of I, I can't pay somebody else to do the thing you know, I use the example of the news agent all the time you know if you're not there selling um, lotto tickets and um, you know birthday cards you've got to pay somebody else to do it and the business my business never grew beyond a million other businesses where I couldn't step away from doing it and and, and it's just a simple practical reality um, I love doing it while I could you couldn't step away from doing it and keep it the same and keep it the same yeah I'm just inserting my little dig that I've had at Matt for the last couple of years, just just so that you guys are peeking behind the veil of the hours and hours and hours of conversation that Matt and I have had around what are all of the options, right? And and Matt, I think this is the right option Thank for you. you, and it is your business, and it is your graft, and it is your choice, and I think this is I think this is the right. Um, I'm sad for the industry, um, but I think it is the best decision for you. And I can certainly mm. see even in just sort of over the last few weeks in your demeanour, like your certainty has grown um, around as you've tiptoed towards it, your certainty has grown and you can see that you're sort of a bit lighter as a result. Well, that's also, again, and, and that's where a thanks to people in the industry because, you know, I, I have had to speak to people that have supported, you know, and let them know and, you know, also ask them, is there any way forward? You know, what do you value? Is there a way that I can keep doing what you value, but in a way that um, is, and for, you know, the people that have always supported it have just always, they've looked at ways that they can do more. Um, But the the, the challenge is it's not them doing more, it's having, you know, a broader base and it's just dealing with those challenges. And I think my, you know, a lot of the conversations that you and I have had looking at opportunities Unfortunately, it's a small industry. There aren't enough resources for anyone to do what needs to be done. And so my, you know, my biggest thing, my biggest call to action is 
um, you know, seeing some of the stuff that we were doing was we were starting to, for example, look at stuff that the IBA was doing, you know, some of the informational podcasts that they were looking to the same sponsors for. You don't need two businesses doing the same information. You know, the information needs to be done. It needs to be done well. Um, and having two competing businesses do create the same content to have the same people advertise for it is just ridiculous. And so, um, you know, we need the IBA. Um, I will, you know, I, I, you know, from time to time, I'm sure I'll still have an opinion about the IBA, but anyone who's listening to this that's has supported Bruce News and, you know, don't free up the dollars, give it to the IBA, just give it to the IBA because... The IBA, the, the industry needs an association that is out advocating for it um, as a whole industry, not as individual breweries, not as individual brewery issues, but as the whole industry more than ever. And it needs it much more than it needs um, Brews News. Um, Brews News does add to that and augment that, and I think it always has. But, you know, people just need to stop looking at what's in it for them um, because without a, without a viable industry association now more than ever, um, you know, uh, and I see that. And the only way I could sort of see growing Brews News was to sort of potentially take away resources from um, a business, you know, I, I, I mean, it's a business, but it's a business in name only, uh, an important association like the IBA. And Matt, what about, um, you know, I asked before about the toughest stories to write or to break or whatever but what about the ones that you felt the most pride in or, or the ones that filled you with the most joy because obviously you, you, you love this industry so i've known you for for just well 20 years and uh, um you know that's a, a long time to have a passion for for writing this and so there must have been stories that really filled you and, and drove you and, and kept that fire burning over all this time Oh, look, as I said on the podcast last week, going out and seeing um, Wild Barrel, you know, sort of speaking to brewers um, who are passionate about what they do. Um, I, I mean, that's where it's hard because we don't need, you know, a number of publications all saying how awesome, you know, this beer is or that beer. You know, by and large, the readerships over overlap. Um and I haven't done a lot of that. You know, it's something that actually takes a toll on me is that so much of the things that I write about sometimes is the space that no one else wants to be in, which is the um, negative stuff. And that takes a toll because you look like you're only being negative. And that's increasingly been something that's leveled with at me recently. But the thing, the beer is a conversations that I have um, with brewers, um, they're you know, they're the ones and, you know, I'm, it may still be possible that I'd do something like that. Um, just those wonderful conversations talking to, to, to brewers and, you know, the, the one I did with your mates recently, um, you know, which is a great chat that was quite probing, but just hear their passion. And you speak to people who are really passionate about what they do um, and you hear their thinking about the challenges, you know, because I never ignore the challenges. Um, they're things that I've always loved. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know. I think um, the things that keep me have, have kept me passionate aren't necessarily bruised news things, but you know, beer mat, which was a business that came out of uh, actually the tastings that you and I did almost twenty years ago. That bruised news and the blogs and everything else came came out talking to people to consumers about beer in a way that you don't have to talk about industry stuff. You don't have to talk about 
Um, you know, but this is the bad thing about you just get to say beer is wonderful. Beer brings us together. Beer is something that, you know, has built civilization. Beer can give you so much pleasure. Beer can match with food, telling the best stories on a, but they're on a much more individual, small scale, um, where people are engaged. I don't think, um, you know, consumers, beer is a little bit different to wine the readership for beer will never be what it was for for wine or what it is for wine um, for a whole range of reasons but people are fascinated whether they're at a farmer's market people are fascinated you know whether they're at a coffee roastery in learning about um you know the difference between beans or civet you know the the civet um coffee where you know an animal eats it and then poos out the seed and it ferments and it's a great story and you know beer has those it's out telling those stories um are the things that i love and sharing the brewers that um i love them you know because i've always chosen beer that i love beer that i stand behind and doing that is the stuff that that i love and sometimes in this role um it's the stuff that i don't think a lot of people necessarily get to see me sharing my um undying love of of the product as much because it's a different job it's a different uh, you know it's, it's, it's a different task well matt on that then um who do you think is out there breathing the biggest sigh of relief right now who do you think is like great i'm gonna drop this doozy of a story and I know that no one oh. is going to ask me a question about it. If I'm brew, I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now. Well, um, they dropped their end <laughs> report this week, and uh, yeah, I know that's um, what I mean. Who who do you think is out there just going right? <laughs> I don't have to put the Matt Kierkegaard filter over this anymore. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop it. <laughs> As I said, if I had. Um, if I was somebody that's listening or a consumer that had shares in an equity crowdfunding business, um, a business that equity crowdfunded, I'd be looking at ASIC um, and seeing what announcements they'd made and asking why those announcements hadn't been reported to them. Um, you know, whether there'd been any movement on the value of their shares. Um, you know, why were we told information in our uh, equity crowdfunding prospectus that hasn't been reported to ASIC since? Um, but I, I, you know, that's the thing. I think they're the questions. You know, um, it's very easy to celebrate the good blokes in the industry. It's a lot harder to ask them the questions of why didn't you do this or what's going on there. So, look, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't want to bang on about equity crowdfunding because there are brewer, breweries that are doing it very well. Even ones that I've had, you know, robust conversations with, they are doing it with the best intent and building communities and all of those, all of yep. the things that they said. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to bash, but that, I mean. The, the, the ongoing monitoring of that because there is nobody that is looking at the corporate behavior of businesses as small as small breweries and I think some people it's possible that when no one's asking questions people take advantage of that um, so yeah um, I don't know I'd, I'd, again I'd, I'd I have to answer the questions you guys ask. I, I don't want to make this a negative. You know, I, 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 you know, like a lot of my guests have said, I don't want to make this a negative thing. So what? what's your hope for the industry then, Matt? Um, oh, God. Like if you were sort of I, – I hear from you that you're sort of tired and you're like, I can see that we need it, that collectively we need another big push and – I'm at Kierkegaard, just don't have the energy to give it that next big push. But there's a group of people out there who are going to need to, right? We, we need to invest in 
the category of beer and we need another big push now more than ever. What's your hope for the industry on a go forward? Oh, look, um, yeah, um, I mean, uh, to um, be able to clone, uh, you know, people like you and Ian, uh, or Ian, you know, whose passion, um, you know, and, and again, your enthusiasm, um, much younger enthusiasm than mine, you know, from an industry point of view, Ian's um, Paul Daly, Steve Brockman, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, there are so many, we've lost some wonderful people, unfortunately, but, you know, um, if, if we could harness that in a meaningful way, um, you know, the, the brewing industry is going through a bit of a tough time. You know, we are coming off an unprecedented period of popularity. All fashions change. Um, babies get thrown out with bathwaters um, a, a little bit um, as people look for the next new thing. And at the moment, beer isn't that thing. But beer still has, you know, it survived for 10,000 years. It gave us civilization. There is a reason for that. And to some extent, we need consumers to rediscover that reason. Um, but we also need an industry that is helping them find it. And glitter beers and, you know, <laughs> old man yells at cloud, um, you know, glitter beers and stuff like that are a sugar hit. Um, they're not they're not reinvigorating and you know I, I would be listening to the people like sterling howland um and i hope that you know with their earnout later this year you know the five years since they sold people like scott hargraves and sterling um uh paul daly um you know I, I'm, I'm very conscious that they're their men but they're people i've spoken to in the last few days who um you know that there are um but we we, we can enunciate the thing that made beer and makes beer and will always make beer something different um you know my hope is, again um my hope is that the broader media and these are things i can still hope with um you know sees how damaging education about alcohol is always going to be important the the, the, the potential negatives but making alcohol an, a total negative with no benefits is so detrimental to society um, and I'm going to sort of say that you know we've seen an uptick in um, uh, during dry July you know globally a pickup in cannabis and psychotropic you know, you know mushrooms and things like that um, because there is a generation that have been told that they are healthier than alcohol um, that alcohol is somehow not natural um, and beer um, you know, a 5% lager consumed responsibly and moderately is healthy. Um, it's not, you know, drinking it badly. You know, there's a whole lot of uh, caveats around that, but beer isn't bad for you. And a lot of the things that people are trying because you've got advocates telling them that alcohol is nothing but a cancer, you know, it's nothing but a cancer-causing agent. Um, so, you know, hopefully the industry can, can do that. Um, but, you know, and also, you know, just to come back to your question, looking at some of the young people that are taking a lead in the industry and really pushing ahead in the industry um, is very exciting. You know, it's, I don't, I, I don't want to be an old man. You know, I'm, I'm leaving the stage as an old, you know, as, as an older person. And I, you know, don't want to be saying this is how beer should always be. 
but I want to see the, 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 the young people coming through, younger beer people coming through and celebrating the best of what they see it can be because they're the ones that are going to enunciate um, some of those things. I think probably my next question would have to be, um, what's the future hold for Matt Kierkegaard? Are you, are you staying around beer in, in some form or another? Oh, God, you'd have to prize a beer out of my hand. Um, so, you know, whether as a, I may not be a professional in the industry, but I'll certainly be a passionate uh, consumer of the product. Um, I, I, the reality is I don't know, you know, I think I've made it, I don't know that I can step into um a position with a brewery having been you know a, a, a sometimes vocal critic sometimes you know things like that um I, I i don't know what role there is for me in the industry the industry is having you know challenges as well but i also you know i i, I think that i needed a, a new challenge um and and also the industry needs someone else as well you know i i, I guess Rightly or wrongly, I've been a loud voice for a long time, um, and so the short answer is I'm I'm looking outside. I'll stay in communications, which is my skill set, which is my background. Um, uh, you know, I've been applying for jobs um, because I've got no idea what my marketability is outside of the brewing industry. Um, but in in all like likelihood, I'll be a a passionate um, consumer. Um, an interested observer, but potentially outside of the industry. Um, there may be, you know, I, I, look, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I've been dreading making this announcement. Um, I don't know what's going to come back. I don't know whether it's going to be a collective sigh of relief or, um, or, or anything else. Um, I haven't been fielding job offers. I haven't been approaching anybody. Um, I think I've got knowledge and skills that may be of value to somebody but that's not something i've been looking at so i, I don't say anything is final or definite um, i'd never say never i don't see a role for myself in the industry professionally um but right now uh, and i've been looking outside um yeah i think that that confirms me that you're, you're not off to a, um work in communications for one of the two uh big brewing companies and uh <laughs> <No>. stuff <laughs> yeah. Brown lager about the, the 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 magical sixth ingredient. Can I tell you, I would love to be the brand manager for Crown Lager. If and if anyone's listening to this, um, I, I don't think it's got a brand manager. I don't think it's got an advertising budget. And the same thing I jokingly said on the podcast back in the days of Prof. Um, you know when I decry, you know, I cried about Matilda Bay. Um, it was the beer that changed my view of beer back in 1989 at the ship-in um, post-Expo 88. Um, that, you know, if you're not going to use it, do you mind if I take it out for a spin? Um, and I would absolutely love to take on uh, Crown Lager, make it a genuinely premium beer and speak honestly about it uh, and, you know, celebrate it, um, you know, uh, it never, it never once had a tap contract. Actually, probably did, but it was never a tap beer or anything like that. So, um, if anybody's listening, if anybody's looking, um, I, yeah, I would absolutely take that on in a second. But no, I, no one's offered. I've not asked, um, and uh, I don't see it. M M C G, make Crown great. <laughs> um, there we go. Come on, someone out there, let's 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 give Crown to Matt. I'll, I'll come and brew it for you, Matt. <laughs> Um, and actually, I do believe it was on tap. Um, it was Australian Grand Prix 
one one year, one or two years. It was for a little while. Yeah, that that, that was uh, that that was what came back to me seeing the garish fonts. Um, but again, you know, it's business trying to be business. But uh, yeah, I'd I'd love to take it out for a spin and see what I could do with it. Obviously, somebody who makes Japanese lager should be uh, sponsoring you, Matt. That's what should happen. You need a job in in the <laughs> Japanese lager space. Oh, <laughs> You're I can't already. Do sales. Uh, I would. And that's the thing. Anytime I've ever said anything about a product or a beer or, um, you know, it's been a genuinely held belief and it's, uh, you know, and that's been something that's very important to me. I'll continue. In, in, in a lot of ways, I'll have more freedom now to talk things up because, you know, for a long time, I found it very hard to talk about Bolter, um, you know, having been involved in the very early days of uh, Bolter and, you know, just introducing them to Scott and doing a little bit of paid work. For them, I just never felt I could write about them for, for such a long time. Um, and, you know, Stone and Wood, to some extent, was the same. Um, so, yeah, um, now I've got no commercial. I can just talk about the beers that I love um, without having to worry that am I going to be writing or holding or writing negatively about them at some stage. And what about, Matt, um, what do you think the uh, the landscape of Australian beer journalism holds for the future? Like we've got, you know, wonderful things like Crafty Pine, but Crafty Pine's brief is very different to what Brews News has been. Um, their whole, where they fit in the, the landscape of beer in Australia is very different. There's a lot of passionate little beer bloggers around and micro bloggers. Well, there's not Instagram. enough anymore. That's In actual beer reporting, is is that something, is there a future? Where, where can we... What can we all do now to turn to find the news? Um, or, or do we have to all go scraping for it ourselves? Yeah, and look, uh, and unfortunately, you know, my, my Bruce News, um, you know, Bruce News with all of the journalists that came to work through it, you know, that's where I met Prof um, through through blogging, um, all came out of blogging. And, uh, you know, that was before social media. It was before Facebook. It was before podcasts. It was before um, LinkedIn. It was before Instagram. Um, and the media's continued evolved. And there are some terrific Instagrammers there. But again, and, and their role is to, by and large, celebrate. That's the nature of the platform. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I told Crafty this, uh, the last time that we sat down and had a long chat, um, you know, is I think he has vertically integrated um, uh, public relations for the brewing industry. He is a great, you know, he takes good stories and then adds, you know, um, hype and excitement um, to them. And he always celebrates what he sees as the best of the industry and, you know, invests a lot of money in content and publishing content and things like that. But, um, rightly or wrongly, um, I don't think, you know, and it's not his model, um, and it's something that Bruce News has chosen to do, is ask the, you know, the, the, the questions that, you know, like I would be asking anyone that's opening a brewery now, um, celebrating the fact that they've decided to do it, but I would be asking them, what are you going to do differently? There are so many breweries and the business models um, of the three blokes opening a brewery in a shed just doesn't work anymore. What are you going to do differently? Um, and, but you know, again, that's that's my way. Um, and you know, Crafty is a huge champion and ambassador um, for the industry and what he does. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know um, who will ask the question, the pointed questions, the unpleasant questions, the unhappy questions. Um, 
I, 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 I don't know. Um, there, there, there certainly isn't a publication that does that now. Um, and some of the mainstream media who look at it, they don't understand the industry. They don't know who to go to. They don't know enough about the industry to ask that follow-up question. They publish the question that they're answered. And that's the problem with, again, mainstream media doesn't have resources. They've had to gut their newsrooms. They don't have specialists in arts. They don't have specialists in um, you know, music. They don't have specialists in um, most of the areas that they cover. They've got generalists. Um, and we all suffer. Um, for that and that's so that's not Bruce news I mean that's yeah that, that's just the way it is but um and again like I'm told quite often that I'm a difficult person and uh you know that's not a business model um and that's me so that's you know, I, I haven't sort of um done anything other than being myself and I don't expect anyone else to to be difficult <laughs> I don't know, Matt. I think I think you and I are uh, difficult together. So that's what that's where the fun is. <laughs> that's where wound the fun each other is. Up, uh, oh often. my god, often difficult together. So Matt, this is your. Um, I mean, one of the things quite apart from writing and journalism is you started sort of the podcasting, and obviously, um, Radio Brews News and this particular channel continues to be sort of one of the largest um, mouthpieces, I suppose, um, into the industry. Um, it's your parting words. What do you want to say? If this is it, if this is the last moment that you get to say some words, quite apart from what you've written. Oh, the, 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 that's easy. Um, you know, that's easy. Uh, thank you. Um, and I, I, I really can't name everybody that I would like to thank. I've been so blessed and privileged to have been supported you know something that was just a whim um and a self-indulgence and i've never seen it as any more than that um and have had so many amazing people take me under their wing and encourage me and even disagree me with love and understanding and support um you know and, and you know that's big brewers even when i was going batshit crazy at big brewery marketers i was getting phone calls from brewers and other people in the industry um supporting me and you know and and even people i've had to you know cross swords with from time to time and it you know it's been a very personal journey for me um it's it, more than a business it's been something that i've got to do that's reward been personally rewarding and um Thank you. And thank you from, from all of us as an industry too, Matt. It, like, like I said at the start of the show, um, the way that you've you've journaled our industry over the, the last 15 to 20 years, particularly in the last 10 to 12 of, of, of Bruce News has been incredible. The way that you've held us to account uh, and listeners, Matt uh, does this, to anyone that he thinks is not doing the right thing, Matt and I have had firm conversations with each other where we've disagreed on 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 issues, but he's always put it across his points uh, uh, in a passionate yet professional professional way. And I, I think that the industry will um, 
we'll be realizing over the next few days what we are losing, uh, the asset that we are losing in having a chronicle such as as Bruges News, and something that we can all we can all turn to, and we all do read, we all do listen to it, um, we all do talk to you and find out more about it, and it's been a great communication tool amongst ourselves to know what's what's going on, and it will be. Um, sorely missed well mate thank you and again yeah look i mean it's it's been it's lovely to hear that and it's it's been nice some of the things that i've i've heard but again that's why i'm you know it's such an emotional thing because i've gotten more very genuinely than i've ever given and um for that thank you uh um, so uh, thank you, Ian. And, you know, um, yeah, I don't want to turn this into, um, you know, I don't want to make it mawkish or anything like that. But it's, uh, you know, I just beer is beer is something we should be celebrating. It's it's um, such a wonderful, important thing. And, uh, you know, to the people that make it and the people that continue to make it, um, you know, keep doing what you do. And hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, the, the times that the industry is facing now, you know, do pass. Um, because you know, it, it, it's something that adds so much value to so many lives. Matt, there is one more thing also. I think that um, we should really say and we should really put out is that um, and and should be definitely done for for one more time is if you're a brewery out there and you're looking <laughs> for a way to show your appreciation for <laughs> what's the best way that we could do that. Perhaps you could put it on your can because they are the mini billboards of the beer industry. Do you know anyone that's able to do that for us, Matt? I do, and sorry, yes, thank you, Ian. It's uh, yeah, God, I've, I've, it's, it, I mean, understandably, I guess it's all it's, it's all about me. But uh, Rowling's label stickers and packaging. I, 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 this is probably going to be the most listened to podcast of anyone that we've done, and I've forgotten to uh, actually legitimise our sponsorship. So uh, I, I think my last words on the on the podcast really should be. Cryer Malt, the very, very first. Um, David Cryer, personally, um, at Good Beer Week, it was probably Good Beer Week 2012, 2013, asked how he could help. And I just sort of said, well, we've got this podcast that costs us money to do. And he was a long-term, very, very long-term sponsor. And Steph Howard has kept that going. Um, the Bintani guys, uh, you know, the Meddings family in Bintani. Um, Tim Lord um, at HPA uh, and more recently, you know, OJ and Grace and everyone at um, HPA. Um, the, the Rallings guys, they wanted to get in, interested in the industry. They found the podcast valuable and they put their money where their, you know, values were. And, you know, for the last year or two of um, probably should know exactly how long have, have supported it. Um, yep. Bluestone Yeast, again, Derek, um, another person who wanted to see a way that he could support what we did, did by showcasing his support for the industry. So, um, uh, and I also have to say beer fans um, who are out there celebrating beer and turning uh, your fans into beer. Um, it's uh, So thank you to, to, to all of them. And, uh, you know, support the people who you know are supporting the beer and you know who they are. Um, keep supporting them because the industry can only go um, with the support of those people and by and large look at the Bruce News website it'll still be floating around for a while the names that you see there the names you've heard in Bruce News are the people that you know m- need your support now um, and uh, and drink beer yes 
do drink beer. And thank you so much, Matt, and good luck for for all your future endeavours. And I, I I hope we can all depend that we we'll, we will still occasionally hear the word from 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 yourself, or that we might see you at a at a pub sometime or at a brewery to have a have a have a beer.